That whole passage begins with the phrase, as the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled. And there's something I want to draw out about what happens on the day of Pentecost. Before it was our birthday as the church, it was a very Jewish thing, okay? So the the day of Pentecost was a Jewish idea before it was a Christian idea. Because three times a year, the Jewish people were expected to come and worship at Jerusalem. So one of them was was Pentecost, another one was the Passover, and another one was the Festival of the Tabernacles. So three times a year they would gather. And what I find amazing about the Bible is the way that it builds this significance into these Jewish festivals, and then the Christian world can then see what Jesus has done and what the Holy Spirit has done through this context that has been created with the Jewish people. Does that make sense? So like if you look at Passover and what was happening at Passover in the temple, that as Jesus was hanging on a cross, what was happening in the temple was that this, the, the lamb, the, the sacrificial Passover lamb was being sacrificed and brought to God. And this was a lamb that was supposed to take away the sins of the people. They were celebrating how the judgment of God passed over the people because of the blood of the lamb. The sacrifice was made. And what was Jesus doing on the cross? He was bleeding for us as the perfect sacrificial lamb that the judgment of God might pass over us and we might receive the deliverance, the freedom, the running away from our Egypt of whatever that means for us into freedom and into the life of God. That was what was happening at Passover. What was happening at Pentecost in the temple that we can draw significance from? Does anyone know? A few of us may have looked into this. Well, there you go. You can add to this if I get anything wrong. I've got Hugh here. He's he's a really good person to kind of correct me if I go wrong. Okay. At Pentecost, there was a particular offering that was offered in the temple, which was a wave offering. I'm not sure what that looks like or how they wave it. But I'll tell you what it was. The priest was to carry two loaves into the presence of God. And this was not to be baked with unleavened bread. These were to be baked with leaven in them. And the priest would come into God's presence and he would wave the leavened loaves before God. What is that word? Do you know, I'm not sure the Jewish people knew what that was all about until the day that the church was born and the Holy Spirit was poured out on Pentecost. Because I'm not sure the significance of what happened year after year after year with these two loaves being waved around in the sanctuary actually met their proper significance until the day that we understand as Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. Why two loaves? Why leaven? Leaven, in Jewish thought, represents sin. Right throughout Jewish culture, the, the idea of leaven being within the bread represents the sinfulness, the brokenness of humanity. Which is why they, they break unleavened bread on the Passover, because the sinless, spotless lamb was destroyed in order for us to receive forgiveness. So it represents the, the sinlessness of the lamb. So s- these two loaves being brought into the presence of God represent an, a, a kind of imperfection that is being brought into the sanctuary. And there's two of them. Why two? On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, the first thing that happens as the Spirit was poured out on the people is that in the middle of Jerusalem, in the middle of this massive worshipping throng of Jews, 
and people from all over the world that had come to Jerusalem for this festival. These were people who had converted to Judaism, but also visitors, just people who were curious, holidaymakers, you know, people that had come just to see what this festival was all about. There was a whole mix in that crowd. There was both Jew and Gentile. Jew and Gentile. The people within the covenant of God and the people outside of the covenant of God. And guess what? Neither are perfect. They are with sin. They are not sinless. Neither could consider themselves as sinless in and of themselves. So if you're a Jew here, you are not sinless just because you're a Jew. If you're a Gentile here, you are not perfect. Even I. I'm not perfect. I know that's a short percent. <laughs> so, what was happening was, there was this one point in the year where God seemed to welcome humanity into the sanctuary. He wanted to be with people, however broken, however messed up, however uh, disordered they were. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit was poured out, it was just like this massive statement that what was happening inside the temple, of God welcoming people just as they are, not expecting them to be perfect in and of themselves. It was happening outside the temple, in, in the room where the Holy Spirit came and was poured out. It was welcoming both Jew and Gentile, and saying, no longer am I going to be separate. Our lives must be fused as one. Because Jesus has taken away our guilt and our sin. And we are now considered, just as we are in all our brokenness, as acceptable to God. Isn't that amazing? that God broke down that dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. He is still just as desperate to meet with us today as he was on that first day when he rushed through the room like a rushing mighty wind. And I want to say to you today that as we engage with the Holy Spirit for the rest of this service, there is nothing that separates you from God, that in your brokenness, in your mess, in your imperfection, God wants to spend time with you. And he's not going to hold himself back anymore. He really wants to engage with you. He wants you to experience his presence. Amen.